Welcome to Long-Term Care Radio on Seattle's Cairo Radio. Long-Term Care Radio is brought to you in part by 525 Advisors, your local long-term care experts. Brian Ott is a certified long-term care planning specialist and will show you how to protect the people you love from the financial, physical, and emotional consequences of a long-term care situation. Because of new state and federal laws, there are new and exciting options you need to know about. Now, here's your host, Brian Ott. And welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio. Gosh, what a week. I hope everybody had a wonderful 4th of July. I can't believe it's the middle of summer already. It just sneaks up on us. And, um, I mean, gosh, it's been such a long time coming uh, with COVID and the kids being out of school. So hopefully we all have a wonderful summer and get back to some normalcy in our life this fall. Um, But anyway, thanks for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio. If you're new here, um, we are on every week. We bring a new show, and we talk about topics that surround long-term care and kind of just really it's an educational program so that you can get a 10,000-foot view on what long-term care is about and some of your planning options and how to mitigate the consequences of a long-term care situation. This week, I want to spend some time talking about chronic care riders. Now... This is confused with long-term care insurance, and um, it is something that you have to know. For for those of us in Washington State, there is a new law that is going to go into effect the 1st of January that is going to start taxing all wages for employees, 0.58%. And that is money is going to be put into a trust fund for future long-term care services that you have to, you know, you've got to pay into this trust fund for 10 years, five years without interruption to get vested. But it is going to be a tax on all wages, commissions, bonuses, everything if you're an employee. And I got a question this week from David in Bellevue who says, I have life insurance with a chronic care rider. I am assuming I can opt out of the state long-term care tax since I have this coverage. Is that correct? David, bad news. The short answer is no. You cannot opt out of the Long-Term Care Trust Act with a chronic care rider on a life insurance policy. And this is such a timely question because chronic care riders are known as 101G under the IRS tax code. 101G is in girl. Long-term care is a 7702B, as in boy. So 101G chronic care riders have been around a long time, and it's a rider that's added on to life insurance. And it sounds familiar because long-term care is when our health, you know, we're in a chronic situation. Our health is compromised, and it's a chronic situation. So a chronic care rider is described as being able to pull money out to pay for long-term care services, but it is not long-term care insurance. And we're gonna clear that up today so everybody knows what they have and what the difference is. Now, let's back up here and do a quick history on life insurance. During the AIDS epidemic, when I was in college, that was 1985, 1990, AIDS epidemic was really just peaking out there. And the AIDS epidemic, there became a lot of what they called viatical settlements. This is where people had life insurance. They would sell their life insurance policy. So if I've got AIDS, I'm going to be dead in two years. I want some of that $500,000 death benefit today while I'm alive. I want it as a living benefit. So they would just sell their policies. That's the only way they could get money out of them. So they would find an investor that would look at them, look at their health, and say, well, we'll give you $400,000 because... Then they figured, well, that person will be dead in a year to 18 months. Then we will get $500,000 back. That was how they got their return on their investment. So that really brought to the forefront the need for terminal illness riders. And terminal illness riders now are common on, on life insurance policies, meaning it's a living benefit. If I am diagnosed with something that's a terminal illness, which I'm expected to die within 24 months, then I can take out some of that benefit out of my life insurance policy so it becomes a living benefit so that is very very common right now very popular it's what we call a living benefit that terminal illness rider now in 2000 chronic care riders started taking off chronic care is another living benefit chronic care riders created additional marketing opportunities for the life insurance industry because now you have a death benefit which we all know how that works you die and your beneficiary gets the money 
But chronic care, if I end up in a chronic care situation, then I can take out some of that death benefit while I'm alive. So it's a living benefit. It's another rider that turns a death benefit into part of that death benefit into a living benefit. So that's what I want to talk about today because these are very common. In fact, the the majority of these hybrid asset-based long-term care plans that are sold out there, a lot of them are chronic care riders. And they, they, they mix that in with these hybrid plans, but they really are not long-term care insurance policies. A chronic care rider is designed uh, with Section 101G of the Internal Revenue Code. So that's why we call them a 101G rider. They are governed by the NAIC. That stands for National Association of Insurance Commissioners. It's guided by the NAIC Model Regulation 620, which pertains to accelerated benefits other than tax-qualified long-term care insurance. So we're talking about Model 620 says, hey, these rules and regulations are going to pertain to everything outside of long-term care insurance, which, again, long-term care insurance is a 7702. And don't worry about knowing all these numbers. That doesn't matter. You just need to know if it's a 101G rider on your life insurance policy. It's not long-term care. So accelerated benefits, again, on life insurance. So that's what they're doing. A 101G is just being able to say, hey, we're going to put this rider on, and we're going to be able to accelerate some of that death benefit while you're still alive. And that's really what's made these plans so popular. It's really helped the life insurance industry market their life insurance can say, oh, well, by the way, if something really happens, like you get hit by the bus and you're paralyzed, you can pull out some of that benefit while you're alive. So what is the difference between a chronic care rider, that 101G, and a long-term care insurance rider, a 7702? Well, first off, chronic illness riders have more restrictive requirements to qualify. That's the key takeaway here. That's what you really need to know. Many 101G riders require the triggering condition must be permanent. So you have to be in a permanent chronic care situation. Long-term care is not does not have that requirement. Long-term care triggers if the event is expected to last 90 days or more, but there's a lot of people that get into a long-term care situation. Maybe they heal up. Maybe it's cancer. Maybe it was a horrific accident, and they end up in therapy for two years. So that's a big difference there. Long-term care does not require it to be a permanent situation. Many chronic care riders do. Some chronic care riders require a condition that, this is a quote now, usually requires continuous confinement in an eligible institution as defined in the contract if the insured is expected to remain there for the rest of their life. So again, requires permanent confinement in an institution defined in the contract. So that's another clause that they can have on this 101G rider. Also, 101G riders limit the life insurance portion to the, you know, the, or, or the long-term care that chronic care benefit, they limit that to a portion of the life insurance. So that's another difference between 101G riders and 7702. So if I've got a $100,000 death benefit and I have a 101G rider, I can't get more than 100000 out of it. Maybe it's only 90000 Maybe it's only 80000 Whereas if I have a long-term care policy, a hybrid policy, I may have the $100,000 death benefit, but I might have three or $400,000 of long-term care insurance. So that is a huge difference. Now, Model Regulation 620, which governs the chronic care riders at 101G, does not restrict the use of the proceeds. Now, that sounds good because, remember, long-term care, the 7702B, they limit the proceeds to use for what they call long-term care services, qualified services. That makes that money tax-free. The problem with the 101G is right there is there's no limit on those proceeds. They just pay those proceeds out. So that means that the money... Basically, the insurance company is saving money. They have no claim support. They're just going to cut a check out. But also what it means is that those proceeds can be paid out in a lump sum or even a percentage of that death benefit. They can be paid out annually. And again, the carrier has options. And But what this is, the takeaway for you, is that it doesn't make the money tax-free guaranteed like long-term care insurance. Long-term care insurance comes back to you tax-free. There's many situations where a 101G rider can cause a taxable event to you. So just be very aware of that. 101G riders also have administration fees on their payouts. Most of them will charge you a percent of that monthly benefit. So if you have a long-term care policy that pays you $6,000, you get $6,000. If you have a chronic care rider 
that pays out $6,000, the insurance company can charge an administration fee. So maybe they say, well, you get 5200 because we're going to keep $800 a month to roll into that. So just be aware, the language on the 101G riders, there's a lot of differences. How the benefits are paid out, what triggers a benefit, what percentage of the life insurance you can get. They are not all the same, and they are not treated as long-term care. So we're going to head into our first break, but stick around. When we come back, I'm going to tell you about some of the advantages 101G riders have for the insurance company and what you need to know if you have a plan with a 101G rider. We'll be right back. Due to recent changes in the Pension Protection Act, new asset-based plans guarantee a tax-free benefit for long-term care and pay you back with interest if you never use it. Learn more and sign up for one of Brian's free classes at 525longtermcare.com. Are you thinking of retiring in the next 10 years? Did you know you could spend the last of your working years paying into Washington State's new long-term care plan and not get a dime out of it? Beginning next year, this payroll tax forces employees to pay into a long-term care plan. You won't have a choice, and the only way to opt out is to have an existing plan in place. I'm not going to be paying this new tax because my wife and I have a plan. Through 525 Advisors, I recommend you do the same. Learn about this new payroll tax and new long-term care plans at a free live webinar this Wednesday at 3 p.m. Long-term care is such an important part of retirement planning. A good long-term care plan from 525 Advisors can make sure your care is funded and managed when you need it. Protecting your loved ones and everything you've worked hard for. They also have plans that pay you back if you never need it. You think the plan from the state's going to do that? So attend the free live webinar this Wednesday at 3 p.m. Register now, 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com. For the most options, including new plans that protect you and your loved ones and pay you back if you never use them, visit 525longtermcare.com to learn more and sign up for the next live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. This is Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Listen and learn information from a certified long-term care planning specialist. You can email your questions to radio at 525advisors.com. And welcome back, and thanks again for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio. So today we're talking about chronic care riders, uh, 101G riders. That is a rider that is put on life insurance, and the question came in from David in Bellevue saying, hey, I've got this life insurance policy with a 101G rider. Can I use that to opt out of the state tax? And no, you cannot. Again, if you have a life insurance policy with a chronic care rider, it is not long-term care insurance. That does not qualify as long-term care insurance. So keep that in mind. Um, Insurance companies have been adding 101G riders to chronic care, or what we call chronic care riders, to their policies for years. And the trend is not slowing down. It started in, in 2000, becoming very popular. So it's been over 20 years, and that trend is not slowing down. I've even seen some term insurance policies marketed out there in some of our our industry publications that have a 101G rider, which I find kind of crazy, right? You have a a 20-year term insurance policy. You don't die in those 20 years. The policy is going to blow up. You have no insurance just about the time you may need long-term care. But we're starting to see a lot of these marketing because, they again, it's, it's the bells and whistles. So why are these so popular? Well, let's look at it from the insurance company point of view. The insurance companies that are selling these life insurance policies with 101G riders. Number one, it poses less risk to the insurance company. Um, the company has, for, for a variety of reasons, there's no coverage beyond the death benefit. So if you have $100,000 of, of life insurance, they don't have, they'll never pay out more than $100,000, period. Where long-term care plans aren't like that. I have a long-term care plan that has a, a, a life insurance policy attached to it, but it's got unlimited long-term care insurance. There is less administrative required. So again, remember, there's no claim support at all. On a long-term care policy, if it's a reimbursement, it's the, the, it's the responsibility of the insurance company to make sure every month when they cut that check that that check is for qualified long-term care services. So they do all the accounting, they do all the book work, they do all the, the, the uh, quality control on that side of it, and you don't have to do anything. On a 101G rider, the insurance company just says, oh, yeah, you met the definitions, you met the triggers, we're going to just send you the money. And they can do it in a lump sum if they want. And then you have to deal with the mess, and it's not always tax-free because IRS says you can have 
up to $12,000, or you have to verify that the money that you receive is spent on qualified long-term care services. Well, if you get a big check for $100,000 in December of that year, you can't spend that all on long-term care services, so you have to claim that as income. So again, there's an advantage for the insurance company because they just don't have to have that claim support team there, and they don't have to administer those those claims as they come in. Um, they do not require the same disclosures as long-term care insurance. So that means that these policies are a lot easier to sell, a lot easier on the legal team because there's just not the long-term care insurance disclosures because there is no long-term care insurance on it. It's a chronic care rider. And also, this is really a big one. They do not require a health or long-term care license to sell these policies. So this is why they've become so popular, because if you're going to sell long-term care insurance like I do, you've got to go out and you've got to get a separate license. You've got to do separate continuing education on an ongoing basis, and you have to take different courses and classes. If I don't do that, but I, have a li- I can sell life insurance, I can sell life insurance policy with a 101G rider because it is not classified as long-term care insurance. So here's what you need to know. If you have a life insurance policy with a 101G or you're looking at one or you're thinking maybe I'll just get life insurance with a 101G rider, they are not long-term care insurance first and foremost. The benefits may be taxable to you. That's something that you really have to understand, that the, that money is not guaranteed tax-free. So you really got to read that contract and understand how they pay it out. Chronic care plans do not trigger the same way long-term care insurance plans do. Now, long-term care insurance used to be the same way back in the 70s. As the companies were developing these policies, some companies said you need to have three ADLs or you need to be in a facility only. They were kind of all over the place. Today, it's standard. You trigger long-term care by needing help with two activities of daily living or being diagnosed with a cognitive impairment. It doesn't matter which long-term care insurance plan it is, which carrier, whether it's asset-based or traditional, they're going to trigger the same way. A chronic care rider on an insurance policy is all over the board. That insurance company can require it to be a permanent situation. They can require it to be facility only. There's all kinds of things you just have to be aware of. And most people, quite frankly, if you read the contracts on those 101G riders, you're not going to understand it anyway. But you just have to understand that the triggering mechanism, it's not long-term care insurance. It's generally going to be very close, a lot of them, to a terminal illness. Now, that being said, here we are in 2021, there are some companies that are coming out with 101G riders that mimic long-term care. So they'll say, you trigger it by needing help with two ADLs, or you trigger it by a cognitive impairment, but you still have to read the fine print. Does the cognitive impairment require hands-on assistance, or is it just standby? Because a regular long-term care is just standby assistance. So they're trying to take the edge off a little bit, say, oh, no, it, it's like long-term care insurance, but it's still not. Um, you need to understand they can charge you administration fee. It is very difficult on 101G riders to look out in the future and actually predict what the benefit amount's going to be if you end up in a long-term care situation. It's, it's almost impossible on some of these policies because it's administration fees based on the time, the age, variability. It's just it's very, very difficult, so be aware of that. Um, you may have to continue to pay your premiums to keep your policy in force even if you are on claim. So if you are chronically ill and they are willing to pay out some benefits to you, you're still going to have to pay your life insurance premiums or long-term care plans have that waiver of premium built in. So there's just a huge difference on these chronic care riders from long-term care insurance. And probably for me, the biggest thing that bothers me the most is it it's illegal for an insurance company to market these life insurance policies with chronic care riders. It's illegal, but yet they still do it because those guys, number one, they're not licensed to sell long-term care insurance. The 101G rider is not a long-term care policy, but yet the companies will present this to their clients and, oh yeah, no, don't worry about it. We'll just get you this life insurance policy and um, we'll put the chronic care rider on and you'll be covered. In fact, I just ran into a gal this week that she got a quote from one of the big, big companies that's based out of of New York. You've probably heard of them. And their agent is setting her up with a universal life policy for, you know, $1,200 a year. And she's thinking, oh, well, this is great. This will get me out of the, the, this will get me out of the, the, 
the tax in the Washington state. And it doesn't, unless it's a 7702 rider, and some of those companies will put those riders on there. But when it's a 101G rider, guess what? You're not going to get that, and there's no guaranteed benefit there. So we see this all the time. Um, just be aware. In fact, I had a had a, a client call saying he was a listener. We started looking at some policies, and he emailed me to let me know that, hey, my insurance guy said we have a chronic care rider on our life insurance policy, so we're just going to use those. I'm like, okay, that's fine. But what he doesn't know is that when he goes to apply to get out of the state tax, they're not going to let him out of the tax because that is not a long-term care insurance policy. So, again, it's kind of a – it's frustrating that we have to worry about that as consumers. That's why I have this radio show. I mean, honestly, folks, that's why I'm in this business. I was trying to put a long-term care plan in place for my mom, and I got a lot of part-time agents that sold onesie, twosie policies a year that didn't really understand the industry. You see a lot of financial advisors in these retail settings that you go in and they can get you anything, including long-term care insurance, but they don't understand it. They don't understand really what it is, what they're selling, how those plans work. So you just really have to be aware. Make sure you work with somebody that can answer your questions. I don't care what the question is. They should be able to answer that question on that policy and explain it to you and make it usable. So your takeaway today, David wanted to know, if you have life insurance with a chronic care rider in the state of Washington, you cannot opt out of the tax. You will pay the tax because that insurance policy is a life insurance policy first and foremost. And the funny thing is, on those policies, I just got one, another gentleman came with a quote with one. And I just flipped it open and I showed him right there. I said, if you're looking for long-term care insurance, this is not your best option. This is a life insurance policy in big, bold, black letters. And I showed it to him. I go, did your agent point that out to you? And he said, no. And I said, that's because he's trying to represent, represent this as long-term care insurance, which is illegal. You need a true long-term care insurance policy if that's what you're buying. If you want life insurance, fine. Get the life insurance put the chronic care rider on. It's not going to really cost you anything, but make sure you understand you're buying life insurance first and foremost. Hey, um, we're going to head into our next break. I want you to stick around. When we come back, I'm going to introduce you to Andrew. He is our client of the week this week, and I'm going to show you how we set up a long-term care insurance plan using an existing life insurance policy that Andrew owns. We'll be right back. Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, providing valuable insight to protect you in the event of an extended health care situation. Learn more by attending one of Brian's free classes this month. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com. Are you thinking of retiring in the next 10 years? Did you know you could spend the last of your working years paying into Washington State's new long-term care plan and not get a dime out of it? Beginning next year, this payroll tax forces employees to pay into a long-term care plan. You won't have a choice, and the only way to opt out is to have an existing plan in place. I'm not going to be paying this new tax because my wife and I have a plan. Through 525 Advisors, I recommend you do the same. Learn about this new payroll tax and new long-term care plans at a free live webinar this Wednesday at 3 p.m. Long-term care is such an important part of retirement planning. A good long-term care plan from 525 Advisors can make sure your care is funded and managed when you need it, protecting your loved ones and everything you've worked hard for. They also have plans that pay you back if you never need it. You think the plan from the state's going to do that? So attend the free live webinar this Wednesday at 3 p.m. Register now, 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com. Take the burden off your loved ones by making sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Visit 525longtermcare.com to learn more and sign up for the next live webinar with Brian Ott. Go to 525longtermcare.com. How do you know your finances and investments right now in today's economy are positioned for a successful retirement? Well, join me at Zach Abraham's Know Your Risk Virtual Roadshow Thursday, July 22nd, right after my show. Zach, I'm excited to be there. Dory, we've taken Bulwark's entire investment and retirement planning process, the same one you and Suzanne went through, and we've condensed it down into a 30-minute class. We'll answer all the big questions. Do you need estate planning, long-term care? When should you take Social Security? How much money do you need to retire? And we're also going to show everyone who attends how to protect their portfolio against loss while still growing their assets. Join me at the Know Your Risk Virtual Roadshow with Zach Abraham, Thursday, July 22nd, right after my show at 3. Sign up now at knowyourriskradio.com. You'll get a free
free copy of Zach's booklet, Common Sense Investing, too. Space is limited for this free live webinar. Reserve now at knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice cannot be given without a client service agreement where the firm is licensed to conduct business. Borough Capital is a DBA of Clear Creek Financial Management Registered Investment Advisor. Staying in control of your care options is a better alternative than letting the government decide for you. Welcome back to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott, Certified Long-Term Care Planning Specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back, and thanks again for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio. I hope everybody had a nice, uh, safe 4th of July. Um, the ads that you heard, we've got a couple more classes coming up in July. So we're going to start off next week on Wednesday, the 14th at 3 p.m. That's going to be my first webinar class. And then the following next Saturday, like 10 days out, on the 24th at 9 a.m. So Saturday morning at 9 a.m. on the 24th, Wednesday afternoon, the 14th at 3 p.m. So all those classes are listed on our website. Website, of course, is 525longtermcare.com. Again, 525longtermcare.com. We also have a lot of resources. We have a lot of information. We have a lot of. We've got a new update there on the Washington State Trust Act, um, and, and for you know, we're getting a ton of people looking to opt out of that. And for a lot of younger people, especially, there's just not a whole lot of options left out there. But all that information is updated on our website, so certainly check that out. Now, this week on our client of the week, this is again the favorite part of my show because what I'm trying to do on these, and, and don't get hooked up on the numbers. I know numbers are hard on the radio or on the podcast that you're listening to, but I want you to listen to the story and how we put this plan together because there's so many different ways we can design a plan. And this is Andrew, who is 61 years old. He's getting ready to retire the next year or two. He's been an orthodontist for over 30 years. He's married to Leslie. They have three children. They have two grandchildren. And, you know, he's just to that point in his life, he's like, look, I'm really looking forward to just relaxing, not looking into to kids' mouths all day. And he goes, and just retirement and traveling and doing all those things. Um, the reason why he came to us, his biggest concern, obviously, was protecting his estate. He had a nice estate. He wanted to protect his estate for the family. He doesn't want to be a burden on the family. Um, his mother actually had Alzheimer's and was in a, a facility just recently, you know, before she passed away. So he got a good hand at that. He got a good taste of that and what happens. And he his his other concern is just making sure that he has maximum options for care, meaning that regardless of where that journey takes him, whether it's home or whether it's a facility, whatever it is, he wants to make sure that he has got a plan that's going to help him navigate through that situation. And one of the things that he pointed out, too, is he said, look, I, I want to know how much I can comfortably spend in retirement. And what he means by this is think about this. This is the flaw that everybody makes. I get three or four calls a, a week, and someone's on the other end of the phone telling me, oh, you know, I can self-insure. Now I'm like, oh, well, good for you. So can I. But that's why I have long-term care insurance, because I like my money. I like my money. I like what I can do with it. I don't want to spend it down paying for care or spending it on an assisted living facility or nursing home. I want to use insurance money for that. And especially with these new plans, they're going to pay you back. And the other thing is, I don't have to feel guilty about going on a vacation or buying a car or doing something for my kids because I might be spending money that I need later the last years of my life. And so that's the idea of long-term care insurance. It's like we have a dedicated source of money to make sure that our care is managed and funded when we need it, period. That's what that's what Andrew meant by this. He wants to know that his long-term care is taken care of, so now he can do what he wants with his money instead of sitting there squirreling it away saying, I hope I don't run out of money. I hope that I don't end up in an Alzheimer's situation like my mom for 10 years and just blow through my estate. So that was his concern. Um, during our conversation with Andrew, we found out a couple of things. Number one, he was in good shape physically, so he had a lot of options, and again, Long-term care is medically underwritten, so the people that are the healthiest have the most options. It's your health that allows you to buy a plan. It's your money it's your pre to pay those premiums, but it's your health that allows you to get the plan. So he had a lot of options. He had a wide variety of assets. He had savings. He had retirement accounts. He had CDs. He had life insurance. Um, he liked the idea of having a plan that would pay the estate back if he never needed care. He just thought that was great. You know, I don't want to pay 
you know, $10,000 a year on a premium and for 20 years and then just walk away from that money because I didn't use long-term care. And that's, again, the traditional model. And that's what a lot of people really upsets them. Now, his mother's situation really opened his eyes about the complexity of long-term care. He's like, you know, that's the thing that I didn't realize is it's not, you're just not hiring somebody for 20 bucks an hour to come in and take care of you. He goes, there's a lot of issues that go on and there's a lot of complexity on finding that care. And a lot of things can add up very quickly case managers, care coordination, all those things that you're trying to do, plus the help. So he saw that. Um, his wife, Leslie, has an existing plan in place. She had a plan in, from work. She's a nurse. She's still working right now. Um, and she's basically, we reviewed her plan, and we added a small amount of coverage to her plan as well, too. So she's covered. So it's not, this was just something that, that we were really trying to figure out here for Andrew to make sure that we had him covered because Leslie had a plan. Um, ideally, they would like to age at home, but Andrew was very open and honest. He said, you know, I, I'd love to age at home and be there as long as possible, but I don't want to be a burden on my family. So if it makes more sense for me, I would move to an assisted living facility or a continuing care center or a memory clinic or whatever is the best place for me to get the care. He goes, if that's me, he goes, but yes, I'd like to stay in home as long as possible. So here's what we did for him. After going through all this information, we looked at his assets. We looked at everything. He agreed he wanted an asset-based plan. He wanted something that would pay him back. And so here's what we did. We did we structured an asset-based plan funded through a 1035 exchange. Now, if you haven't heard that term before, a 1035 exchange, that's an IRS code. It's where we take one asset and we convert it to another one. So specifically in our case in the long-term care world, we're going to take a long-term care, or we're going to set up a long-term care plan, but we are going to fund it with either an existing life insurance plan that has some cash value in it. You can also do it with an existing annuity that has cash value in it. So remember, I was telling you, he has life insurance. His life insurance was a whole life insurance policy that he took out when he started his business. This is very common for for doctors and dentists and even attorneys and people that are starting a practice, they get some kind of life insurance. And a lot of times the banks will require that because I just went out and, and, and borrowed $300,000 to build my office. And if some I get hit by the bus tomorrow, they need some life insurance to pay that loan off. So that's the way a lot of those start out. Well, you eventually get your loan paid off and then you own this long-term or you own this life insurance policy. And that's exactly where Andrew was at. So his whole life policy had $217,000 of cash value. That's the amount of money that you can borrow out of the policy, or that's the amount of the policy that you would get if you just surrendered your policy and said, hey, I'm out. I don't want any more life insurance. I get my money back. The reason why we're doing a 1035 exchange, as opposed to him just going down and getting his money, because when we add up his premiums over all the years, it was about $156,000. So he has a $61,000 gain in this policy. That's the profit. That's the money that that life insurance policy made for him over all these years. His death benefit was a little bit over $300,000. It wasn't a great big death benefit, but the plan was building cash value, and it was doing a nice job of that. So if he goes down and cancels that plan and says, give me my two seventeen dollars so I can go buy some long-term care insurance, he would have to pay tax on the $61,000. Under the 1035 exchange rules, we roll that policy into a new policy for him. The Pension Protection Act allows us to do that with life insurance or annuities. We can put it into long-term care. So that's how we set up his new plan. It's a tax-free event for him. He doesn't have to claim that $60,000 gain in his life insurance policy and pay tax on it. Instead, he just gets to move the money over. So here's what we did. We did a single deposit of $217,000. That was just based on the cash value that was in his existing policy. That gives him an initial long-term care benefit of $629,000. So today, he has $629,000 in his bucket for long-term care. He can pull out $8,104 per month for six years. That's today. So he has nearly $100,000 of long-term care insurance, a little bit over $100,000 for six years, basically. Now, this has a 3% compound inflation rider on it. So what that simply means that this plan is going to be worth a little over a million dollars in 20 years, and it's going to be benefit month-wise is going to be over $14,000 a month. So 
This plan also has a death benefit. Remember, he had about a $300,000 death benefit. This plan's going to start out day one with a $305,000 death benefit, but because we put that inflation rider on it, that death benefit's going to go down a little bit each year as the long-term care balance goes up, but he will still have $217,000 death benefit on his plan. Now, the plan also has what we call a guaranteed minimum death benefit. So let's just go out. Let's just go out. He's 61. Let's go out and say that after 25 years, he has $1.2 million of long-term care insurance. He uses all of that. Then he passes away. The estate's still going to get $38,000 back. I call it the funeral fund. So, folks, when you think about this, what this has done for him is it's given him an immediate bucket of long-term care insurance. He still has a death benefit that's pretty close to his. I mean, if he gets taken out tomorrow, his death benefit's pretty close to what he has right now in his whole life policy. But guess what? He doesn't have any payments. Remember, he's still paying on that whole life policy. He doesn't have any more annual payments. Now, if he cancels his plan, he gets 100% of this money back after year 10. He gets about nine, between 88 and, and 98 the first 10 years. So he's going to get nearly all his money back if he has to cancel it. So that's, again, what makes these plans so popular. Win, lose, or draw, he's got money in this policy. So summing up, we took an asset that he already had. We converted it to long-term care insurance. He has no more annual payments on his life insurance. He still has some life insurance. He has a guaranteed bucket of money for long-term care that's going to come back to him tax-free. Remember, it only cost him $156,000 because that was the total of premiums he paid into his existing life insurance policy. But yet now he's got a $600,000 bucket of money today that's growing at 3% a year. He has a guaranteed income stream. And guess what, folks? This is one of those cash benefit plans, so it's going to pay him back in cash. When he triggers a claim, they're just going to send that check to him every month. He can use it for home care. He can use it for to pay his wife. He can use it for a facility. He's got total freedom. And again, all he did was take an existing asset that he has. So for you guys at home, I want you to check your insurance drawer. If you have a permanent insurance policy that has value in it, and what I mean by value, cash value, you call up the insurance company and say, I want to cancel my plan. How much is it worth? They tell you that's the value. And then you find out how much did I pay? What's my cost basis? Well, if your cost basis is less than the value of your policy, we would do a 1035 exchange. And you would literally just move one product over. You put some new features and benefits on it. You're still going to have some life insurance. And the best part about this, what, what Andrew was just laughing at, he goes, well, I don't have to make the payments anymore. You know, and it wasn't that big of a payment for his life insurance, but still he thought that was pretty funny. So... Um, okay, I'm going to come up for air here. I want everybody to stick around because I have got a, well, it wasn't even a question. It was a comment in from Richard on my website about the new upcoming long-term care uh, tax in Washington State. And I don't think you want to miss this because I'm just going to read you exactly the comments of what he said. I'm going to give you my take on it. So stick around. We'll be right back. Many people with near or over a million dollars in assets will mistakenly pay more in taxes in a long-term care situation than it would have cost them to set up an insurance plan to pay for the care needed. Learn more by attending Brian's free asset-based class. Sign up now at 525longtermcare.com. Are you thinking of retiring in the next 10 years? Did you know you could spend the last of your working years paying into Washington State's new long-term care plan and not get a dime out of it? Beginning next year, this payroll tax forces employees to pay into a long-term care plan. You won't have a choice, and the only way to opt out is to have an existing plan in place. I'm not going to be paying this new tax because my wife and I have a plan. Through 525 Advisors, I recommend you do the same. Learn about this new payroll tax and new long-term care plans at a free live webinar this Wednesday at 3 p.m. Long-term care is such an important part of retirement planning. A good long-term care plan from 525 Advisors can make sure your care is funded and managed when you need it, protecting your loved ones and everything you've worked hard for. They also have plans that pay you back if you never need it. You think the plan from the state's going to do that? So attend the free live webinar this Wednesday at 3 p.m. Register now, 525longtermcare.com, 525longtermcare.com. Take the burden off your loved ones by making sure your care is funded and managed in a time of need. Visit 525longtermcare.com to learn more and sign up for the next live webinar with Brian Ott. 
Go to 525longtermcare.com. How do you know your finances and investments right now in this economy are positioned for a successful retirement? Well, you can join me at Zach Abraham's Know Your Risk Virtual Roadshow, Thursday, July 22nd, right after my show. Zach, now's the time for everyone to take a hard look at their investment strategy. Dory, there could not be a more prescient time. I'll answer all the big questions on investors' minds because I can promise you if you're incorporating some of the long-running investment strategies in today's markets, like a basic 60-40 stock bond portfolio, you're taking a serious gamble, and now is not the time to be gambling your retirement. Learn all about Zach's retirement planning and investment strategies at his Know Your Risk virtual roadshow Thursday, July 22nd. I'll be there too, right after my show at 3. Space is limited for this free live webinar. Make your reservation now at knowyourriskradio.com. That's knowyourriskradio.com. Investment advice can't be given without a client service agreement with the firm's licensed stock business. Forward Capital is a DBA of Clear Creek Financial Management, a registered investment advisor. Are you confused about the best way to protect your family and savings? Get answers now by listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ong, certified long-term care planning specialist with 525 Advisors. And welcome back, and thanks again for tuning in to Long-Term Care Radio. And again, a couple of classes coming up here in July, next Wednesday the 14th at 3 p.m., and then the week after that, the next Saturday, the 24th at 9 a.m., both of those classes are on our website at 525longtermcare.com. And again, the reason why you want to come to a webinar, it's just a great way to get the, you know, the 10,000-foot view, what long-term care is, how it works, what Medicare is, what Medicaid is, um, what your options are, uh, how does the money come back to you, what does it pay for. And so, and then we answer your questions. And I just, uh, just I had a couple, we added two more at the end of June, and they were just fantastic. There's just a lot of people out there looking for this information because of this new Washington State Trust Act coming. It's a great way to get in and get started and get your feet wet because we're running out of time. we got to get these plans in place here um, by basically the end of October this year, and it takes time to underwrite them and get them approved, so be aware of that. So on that note, again, the Washington State Trust Act is a payroll tax being forced on all employees in Washington State that money's going to go into a trust fund. And it's causing a lot of people to wake up and say, gosh, what is this? I'm going to get taxed for the rest of my life for a benefit that I may never get. Well, I got an email in through my website from a gentleman named Richard. And I don't know where Richard's from, but he's from Washington, obviously, because he was listening to the radio show. And Dory Monson, on the Dory Monson show, he's, uh, you know, I sponsor his show, and I've known Dory. Dory's actually a client of mine. He's got his own long-term care insurance through us. And here's what the message from Richard says. I find the ads Dory Monson does for your business very disturbing. As you well know, true long-term care insurance is not affordable even for many middle-income people. The essence of Monson's ads on your behalf is selfishness. He doesn't want to have to contribute to the government program that might provide some peace of mind for the many millions of people who simply can't afford the premiums of long-term care insurance and is urging, again, on your company's behalf, others to adopt that selfish point of view. Do you really feel that peace of mind for the elderly should only be available to the well-to-do? Well, first off, Richard... No, I don't. I do not feel that way, and neither does Dory, I can guarantee you. But let's talk things out here first. The state act is going to be 58.58% tax on all employees, bonuses, and commissions. It will provide a maximum benefit of $100 a day or $36,500. It can increase with inflation, but not guaranteed to. They're going to use a CPI, which has been less than inflation. Um, to qualify for this plan, Richard, you have to trigger three ADLs instead of two. So a lot of people are never even going to trigger that policy. And for those of us who opt out, we don't share in the benefit. So not only are we not paying the tax, we don't get the privilege to use the government's money, Richard. That's just the way it is, and that's the way it should be. The ways you can opt out of this plan is if you get an existing long-term care insurance plan by 11-121, or you're self-employed or you're part of a particular collective bargaining agreement through the unions. There are some of those that are out right now, but they may get back in in the future. Or if you're a federal employee, those are the ways you can get out of the tax. There are no provisions for people to opt out of this tax in the future. 
But let's go back to what Richard's comments were and address these points because I'm telling you folks, this is cognitive dissonance right here. Long-term care insurance is not affordable even for the middle class. Well, Richard, let me tell you right now, if nobody's told you this, that is hogwash. It's absolutely hogwash. I can't even sell a policy, number one, as small as what the state is offering. Many states do. Many states, it's called short-term if it's less than two years of coverage. A lot of states in this union have short-term policies, but Washington State chose not to let us sell those short-term policies. So why? They can come in on their horse and tax everybody and play hero and say, oh, we're going to give you this $100 a day for a year. Well, if I could sell one of those policies, it would make them a lot more affordable. But the policy that I can sell today is two years minimum coverage. And if I take a $100 day benefit for two years with a 3% inflation rider on it, a female, which is more expensive, can get that policy for $100 a month, $1,200 a year. A male, and this again is a 50-year-old, can get that policy for $870 a year. A 40-year-old could, female could buy it for $900 a year. A 40-year-old male could buy it for $650. So I don't know what your definition, Richard, is of middle class, but people spend more on Starbucks than they do on that. A 40-year-old male is coming up with $650 a year unbelievable. And that's what's great about this country. You can decide whatever you want is more important to you, your pets, your vacation, your cars, eating out, going to the movies. But don't come back and say, oh, well, the reason why I don't have long-term care insurance is it's too expensive. It's like, no, I can get you double the state's plan, a 40-year-old for $650 or a 40-year-old female for $900. It's a matter of priorities, Richard. That's just what it is. And people don't prioritize that. Long-term care is something way out in the future. And that's fine. I still believe that nobody needs long-term care insurance. They should want it. But you can't come back and complain. And then your state people are going to say, gosh, well, long-term care is such a problem because people are taking other, you know, spending their money on pets and Starbucks and everything else. We're just going to force them. We're just going to take that money out of the middle class's pocket. And if these people can't afford long-term care insurance, guess what? There's even less chance they can afford a meaningful policy now because the state's taken 0.58% out of their pocket for a plan that is not meaningful. Point number two, not paying the tax is selfishness. How? I'm not paying the tax. I'm not getting the benefit. That's not selfishness. And by not paying the tax, it doesn't take away your benefit, Richard, if you pay the tax. It's the exact opposite of selfishness. I'm not using the benefit, so I'm not going to be a drain on the government. And like everything else, the government's going to collect billions of dollars to try to save millions on this. I'm not paying for your benefit. You're not paying for mine. I'm not using your benefit. You're not paying for mine. There is nothing selfish about not paying into the state tax. Number three, he says he doesn't want to have to contribute to the program. He's talking about Dory in this point. He doesn't want to have to contribute to the government program that might provide some peace of mind for the many millions of people. Again, Dory or myself or my clients are not paying for the government program that we are not going to use. So it's, it's, it's fair. We're not paying into it. We don't get to use it. That's our priority, right? It has no bearing on the benefits of the millions of people that are going to pay into that plan. They're the ones that get to use that policy. Okay. Do you really feel the peace of mind for the elderly should only be available to the well to do? This is another point here, Richard, and this is the sticking point for me. Number one, the elderly people are not covered under the Washington State Long-Term Care Trust Act, Richard. This act is not a talking point. It is not a far-left progressive talking point. It's a tax on people that are working, and if you're not working and you don't pay into that tax for 10 years, you do not get that benefit. You're retired, you don't get the benefit. You're not working, you don't get the benefit. If you're 63 and you work for three more years and you pay into the plan and then you go on claim 10 years down the road, you don't get anything because you didn't pay in for 10 years, Richard. So it's not, how is it a peace of mind for the elderly? If anything, this is a boondoggle to tax the young people and the elderly get left out. Okay, People that are retired are not covered, nor are people who don't pay into the plan for 10 years, five years without interruption. People who move out of the state, Richard, they work their whole lives here and move closer to family, don't get covered. There's no peace of mind there. Your non-working spouse is not covered. People who are retired, again, no coverage for them. People who don't work a minimum of 500 hours a week, no coverage for them. 
So again, these are the talking points. And I will tell you, this bill points out there's a problem with long-term care. I get that. The solution that the state has brought is just flawed like everything else. They will spend more money administering this bill, managing this mill, picking the winners and the losers than they're actually going to pay to the clients. But what irks me about this is me not paying the tax being selfish? No. I was I went and got my own plan a long time ago, Richard. That's the exact opposite. I will never be a burden. I will never take one dime out of the Medicaid system. I will not let my neighbor's kids pay for my long-term care because I have my own plan. And that's what my clients do. They are they are taking care of themselves. They are planning ahead. And I go back to Gilligan's Island on this because it just really bothers me. If I've got to go out and pick coconuts and I say, heck with it, I'm going to go to the other side of the island and fight the grill and I come back with 10 coconuts, does that mean that I owe you two coconuts while you were laying on the beach because you didn't want to go to the other side of the island? Of course not. And I know there's a lot of working, poor, working middle class people out there, but these progressive liberal policies, it's cognitive dissidence. Look at what's happening in Seattle. We are one of the most expensive cities to live in, and they keep passing new housing rules. Now you can't throw anybody out if they have kids in school. That's what they're trying to do. Guess what? That's just one more house that's going to come off the market because the owner's going to say, I'm not going to take that risk. I'm just not going to rent it. And so now we got more people fighting over fewer homes. So what happens? The cost of the rent goes up, and it hurts the very people that they're trying to protect. This new Long-Term Care Act is going to do the same thing. Who is it good for? The half of Americans that cannot get long-term care insurance, that's actually probably a good deal. Tax those people. But the flaw that the state has done is they don't have a meaningful tax on those people. What they're going to do is they're trying to get everybody to contribute, and most of those people that are going to contribute will never see a dime out of this program. And all of your elderly people that you're worried about, Richard, and good for you for worrying about those people, they're not covered. You need to let the legislators know that. That guess what? They left the group of people, the 65-year-olds that are 10, 15, 20 years away from a long-term care situation aren't going to be covered by this bill at all. So anyway, folks, I love it. Keep the questions coming. Keep the comments coming. Be aware of what's going on out there. I think this is just a classic example of what's dividing this country. People just want the bumper sticker talk. People are telling us this plan is good. It's a flawed system. You can set up your own plan. You can own it. Learn more at our website, 525longtermcare.com. Sign up for one of our webinars. Love to have you on there and answer your questions. And hopefully we can all get through this together and get some meaningful protection in place. Have a great week. I'll be back next week with another new show. Thanks for listening to Long-Term Care Radio with Brian Ott. Event info, planning resources, and long-term care radio podcasts can all be found at 525longtermcare.com. To schedule an appointment with Brian Ott, call 425-748-8188. That's 425-748-8188.